Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Rainbow Wrap Up. And it is down to the last week of the regular season of the Hawaii Football 2021 campaign. Uh, five and seven on the year. So we're going to bring in the, the one guy first who uh, has a chance and has a legitimate shot at being correct with his final uh, Warrior prediction at six and seven, and we're hoping for that in a possible bowl game, and we're gonna talk about that. But first, we're gonna bring on the man, Sean Iman. How's it going, Sean? What's up, fellas? What's up, Warrior Nation? What's up uh, to the prognosticator the prognosticator of the year? I think we're just gonna have to give you that title already, because clearly <laughs> you've been you've been pretty close in the games, and you predicted a Colorado State uh, loss at the hands of our Rainbow Warriors, uh, which did happen. So. We're hoping that Wyoming will give us that last that last win. Uh, but before we talk about that, we're gonna bring on our man Lalo Head. What's up, Lalo Head? What's up, Shane Agno? What's up, man? Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Have a great uh, holiday. Hope you guys have a great holiday weekend in store. Um, yeah, but always a pleasure being on with you guys, man. Love you guys. Love you too. We love having you on here. We're going to talk about that. Obviously, happy Thanksgiving. Big Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, and that means Black Friday, unfortunately, in America. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Black Friday because I'm always part I'm going to have some Black Friday deals. So look for them up. I, one of them is a Super Bowl. So I'm offer the very first Super Bowl package. Um, go check your 401ks. Go check your Bitcoin. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna gently educate my fellow football fans and say that the Super Bowl is the most expensive ticket in the world, but I will do it the best way possible for you, and I will make it the best way possible that you could spend that money because I've done it over and over. My, again, with my retirement, with my 401k, with my okay, I don't have Bitcoin. I have ten dollars worth of Bitcoin, but still, um, it it is. It's a significant. Uh, it's a significant investment in one's life one's life's earnings for us normal people to go to Super Bowl. So I do want to make it the best opportunity for you and the um, and the, the best use of your money and also a pleasant experience, just like every Hawaii sports fans tour. Because it's more than just a game, it's the experience. And we're about the fan experience at Hawaii sports fans. And um, for me, as Wayne Kwaito, the sports fan, I, I, I love going out there by myself and I love doing crazy things and, and banging on chairs and seats, as <laughs> Sean knows. But I also like to take groups and wait, make it wait, a hold positive up, experience. Hold up. Who gave you that $10 worth of Bitcoin? Oh, that's right. Travis we're Kelsey gave it to we're me. We're bearing the lead here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs did give yeah. me that Bitcoin personally. Um, you know, Sheesh. so shout out to kind of Travis Kelsey. Uh, but you know, it, at Hawaii Sports fans, we are all about that experience. And now that we are more people are going to be traveling, even Sean Iman will finally get on a plane hopefully soon um, and leave the island. Um, you know, we, we, uh, I, I want to be a part of that experience with you. And we have men's volleyball even coming up. We'll have some tours there. Um, but NFL playoffs, there's really no other place to go. I've been to every, I've been to, you know, I was at the biggest games in Seahawks history even. And, I, you know, that's what we do at Hawaii Sports Fans. I get to see Seahawks come back and beat the Packers or, or beat the Niners before then. The two biggest NFC Championship games in Seattle history. So if you had been a part of Hawaii Sports Fans or been around, you could have been there as well. And yes, um, it does, things cost money and things cost time and I get it. And that's why I want to, um, you know, help be that liaison for you to, to make it the most, 
like I said, pleasant experience because we want to make everything from getting to the game and getting around the game and staying in a hotel and eating good food. Like that should all be a part of that experience. But that's a long commercial because this is I Hawaii Sports Fans is a sponsor of this podcast <laughs> and everything else uh, that I do in my world. And I hope you can join us at Hawaii Sports Fans, uh, HISportsFans.com. Check us out on the web. Uh, lots of tours going to come out, like I said, this Black Friday. And also, not to keep belaboring the point, but the Seattle Seahawks are going to be on my mind because they come to SoFi Stadium to play the Rams on December 19th. A big game uh, that, I, you know, hopefully some of you might be able to join me for. So reach out for me uh, with that as well. And then um, maybe we'll have a Hawaii bowl to celebrate together too so uh before we get into all of those things though the hawaii bowl victory we're gonna step back and look at the colorado state win which uh had a lot of positives so we're gonna start there last week our show was all about bo graham or a lot about bo and um everything we said was true and everything we said uh, was facts was big facts but at the end of the day bo graham and the team made adjustments and we talk about the fact that um coach graham listens and he hears what people are saying and i'm sure even the fact that bo hasn't really been you know released to the media or has been open to the media um which is uh, something else that we were critical of and we will continue to be because um bo graham uh you know sean will tell you because sean uh, found out what the salary range was and clearly i was way off so bo is definitely a ball in for a hawaii uh, standards mm-hmm. even. And, um, you know, we expect a lot of, of especially our government employees who are eating up taxpayer money. So make sure, you know, we, we see the results. And I think Colorado state did provide some of those results, um, that we were at least starting to look for a 50 to 45 win, 50 points on the board. And Sean Iman, who I was sitting next to me in Calvin's corner and, uh, 160 next to the mm-hmm. big inflatable helmet, a really fun area where we, you know, blend in with some of the students there as well. But Sean was like, oh, no, Bo's going to hit 50. And and he did. And Sean was cheering for Bo Grant. He was saying, let's go, Bo, by the end of it. <laughs> so, so check this out. I saw him after the game on the concourse, like the track field. And I was so tempted to go up and like I wanted to take a picture with him and put the caption, Bo knows. You know, I know Bo. <laughs> So, or right, you know Bo, Shane, know Sean Bo. knows Bo. Yeah. So yeah, what a difference a week makes. You know, the I didn't know we were capable of scoring fifty points. If you told me before the game, uh, yeah, they're gonna put up a, a fifty burger today, I would tell you you're crazy. So, I mean, yeah, it was great. The defense scored. They got a lot of turnovers. We got some field goals. It, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun game. And and for those of you like come next season get season tickets like that one section 160 it's 30 bucks a game mm-hmm. you know it's like 150 bucks for the season so yeah come come and come and join us it's it's the most bang for your buck and it's it's a party down there definitely and thank you and we we, we advertising for the school right now i will say that we have a, we're very critical of tc ching which it needs a lot of work yeah. but it's a fun experience. I like. A, I'm gonna make a fun experience wherever stadium I go to. It don't matter if I'm at if I don't know Kalani Stadium. Just kidding. <laughs> we're gonna make it fun because it's all about it's all about the experience around it. You know, it's all about what we can do in the stands. And and Sean knows we were banging on items. I was doing push-ups in the end zone. But no, it's you know, cool because. The, the team runs out right there and to mm-hmm. see them come onto the field, to see them go off, 
the porta potties, like I timed it. It it was a minute off the game clock from when I left to when I came back, and I washed my hands. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so one, it took me one minute to get in and get out. So like yeah, we got it. We got it. I Good. don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah, I I I like being that close. I I didn't know that I was next to an inoperable game clock the whole game. <laughs> Because I was standing next to it and people were like, did you know the clock was off? I had no idea because I, I didn't look around to look in the front of the clock. But I did. I was next to it holding my fat head. If people saw Calvin's big head, uh, fat head in the end zone uh, for Calvin's corner. But that that experience is it was it was it, it made it even more fun, especially as we we're scoring points, even though so much was happening on the opposite end zone where my dad sat at the beginning to check out that side and. So much action was going on down there, which was good for that the fans down there as well. But the cool thing is we are literally, you know, two feet from the the white marker of the, the, the back of the end zone. So it does provide a pretty close experience. So I, I love that part of TC Ching. I, 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 I love that part. I mean, it's we're really close. Um, the bleaches are extremely uncomfortable and I stand most of the game anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, and that's what I want that area to be. It should be that, that is the quote unquote cheap seats. Um, let's be honest as well, because if you do buy season tickets there, um, you do, you don't have to pay the premium, like the, uh, the mm-hmm. extra premium. So I, and, and, you know, also the, the justification being that that area is going to have obstruction from the big screen obviously we don't know what the we don't see the big screen at all where we're sitting like at all period we we don't Mm -hmm. see it at all we were on the big screen right sean a few times we were told that we were on there by the guy who was in front of us filming he's like oh you guys on the big screen and we're like we can't see it so like we don't know what's going on but you 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 have an interesting game experience there's no simon sippers telling you to sit down either (laughs) which i had like when i sat on the 50 you know, you stand up too long and people start snickering and telling. <laughs> the only yeah. person that told me to sit down was Sean and he was being yeah. facetious, I hope. But yeah. I, it sounded very, <laughs> it sounded very real, honestly, when he was like, excuse me. And I was like this. Oh, hey, Sean. <laughs> but yeah. Shane, uh, you know, talk about just, you know, you and Terry have some kind of good seats, too. I did see you guys are in like the front row, basically, right, of your area. Um, I'm on the fourth row, but nobody's sitting on oh. the first two rows. So me and Terry moved to the front row. Okay. So this is interesting as well, because I'm in the fourth row of my section as well. And nobody was there. And I'm wondering if they didn't even offer. I, I, I This is just because just to us, us level of too close because those are, those are prime seats, the first four. And I'm, I don't, I, this is just me wondering because I, I was strange to me that nobody showed up. Isn't that strange? Cause we're in row four too. I don't think they'd sell row one because row one of our section is literally, I don't think there's leg room. So I think they only sell two and three and four, but how is it possible that nobody or two and three showed up for us too? Um, uh, Cause wouldn't that be more, wouldn't those potentially, or shouldn't they in theory be, just as big fans as us, if they got in before us to get those seats. Yep. So wouldn't they be at the game? That's why I'm, I'm wondering, or... Is that a COVID thing, though? Because, like, some sports, they, they blocked off the front. No, it's possible, but I'm saying, like, for my... So I'm sitting in my season... My season tickets for 2022 yeah. UH football is row four. 
That's me, Wen Kuecho. If you can come find me, I was in the front row in section B. So I asked them at Olo Stadium, of course, I want an end zone for first row, right? And they're like, oh, no, the closest we have available is row four. And that was like every, oh, actually, actually, I had a chance to be next to Kelly and Kelly's row one. I could have. I just, I just don't like that area because it just is too trappy to me. Like we have the door right in front of us to get out where I am in my section. So, but it, that's a, that's the only place that I knew of, but to be that far down the list as we were, we didn't even get our calls till what August. When did you yeah, get your call? Sean? Time. Shane? Yeah. So we didn't get our calls till then. And we still had access to at least the front. I mean, like I already know we're, we're not going to sell out season tickets. I already know it's impossible to, to the season ticket holders have left. The best chance is getting back the ones that, declined but i'm wondering if they save some of those rows because they're hoping mm. that some of those people and 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 that's and they might not have i just think it's strange that nobody showed up in front of us too i just think i was like how is that possible there are literally 10 right so it goes one through five i'm in row four so there's row two and three and there's seats one through five so there's 10 seats in front of me not a single person oh no somebody showed up that had bought seats right shane Somebody showed up, or Sean, somebody sat next to us in the front. Remember some, those two people? Oh, yeah, they, they came. No, but they came up by me, and then they said, oh, we we can move down there. Oh, okay, so not so, even they had seats down there. Okay, yeah, yeah. so that's what I'm saying. How strange is it for the last game of the and, season like, that Wayne nobody was showed up? In, Wayne was sitting in, like, six people's seats. Yeah, was, so like, that doesn't he was make every, sense. He was everywhere. Yeah, like, so, Wayne was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I was just, <laughs> I was on the field. It, it, it is fun, you know. Like you could, I, I have fun. you can, you they let you go. On well, the I told field the usher, I told the usher, I'm doing push-ups like those guys, and then nobody followed me. Everybody, Sean, Ryan, Timmy, Brad, they all sat and oh, watched shoot. me do push-ups. Yeah, on the I, I, I got to know <laughs> that guy pretty well. I was sitting in front of him, and like you, know, I forget his name. I asked. No, him no, no, he was being like, cool though. That guy, he, he was like that a student. Thing back, like a hundred yeah, times it, that night. It wasn't, it wasn't like, and that's the thing about, that's the thing about that field. They don't have the third party, um, you know, Securitas or whatever kind, mm. security kind guards who are always have an attitude or a, a complex about the fact that they have a badge on or something. Those guys weren't like it. It was just like student, you just know, helpers. And, well, he was mad because he was supposed to be in the other section yeah, where he yeah. didn't have to pull it off. Yeah. So I think like <laughs> he was being nice and, you know, it's not yeah. a big deal. It's like we were winning 50 to 45. I mean. Yeah. I, I thought that, you know, I'm, I'm going to push the limits wherever I go to. I mean, there's others. I've been on the field at other at other people's stadiums at New Mexico, at San Jose, just UNLV. How many stadiums have I just because I just assert myself. Right. And I'm just like, OK, I'm on the field now. I'm like, wait, do I do what I want? But um, I don't say that out loud. Usually I just that's my affirmation. So I keep myself um, from getting too scared about doing it. But, you know, everybody at TC Ching is is it, like I said, and that's one part about being on campus. Right. You're going to have. You're not going to have to deal with a lot of the same Aloha Stadium, you know, nonsense, nonsense, but <laughs> still, we're still going to have nonsense. <laughs> we can minimize it, though. And that's I think the school has been doing a better job of minimizing some of the nonsense we've had before. Although, like some things need to be are going to be worked on. Um, I thought that for the most part, um, this is going to be a wash of a year and we won't be too critical, but we'll take advantage of the fun stuff. And 160, that's why I'm saying. I just like that area if for a season ticket holder also because it's cheaper. It, that's, that's the rule in any team in the world. If you buy season tickets, it's cheaper than buying per game. Every, that's, that's the rule. Every, that, uh, you should know that. So 
it is cheaper that way. And honestly, $160 or $150 a year is not, it's not bad. I, I mean, it's a deal. It's a deal. Ball, I mean, baller on a budget. Let's do it. <laughs> Join us. It's fun. I, and I think that some people, you know, they, I think UH is going to have to lower its premium for maybe the opposite end zone as well. Like it, maybe there should be more $150 um, without premium tickets. Yeah. But. UH needs to work on their tiering system, yeah. you know, make yeah. the high, high and then bring, just make it more staggered, not like across the board. And it starts <laughs> with, you know, you have to be connected to your base. You have to be connected to what, you know, people are, you know, willing to pay and we have to train people because that, okay. So when we got to Allegiant, right. The cheapest seat at Allegiant stadium uh, was in, in Vegas was probably, I don't know, 75, like on game day. I think you had to, you had to shovel out at least $75 to get into the stadium to get in nosebleeds well see allegiant they didn't open the nosebleeds so that was cool they only kept the nose but if you bought those hundred dollar sideline seats or 85 dollar sideline seats you had access to the club because they are in the club and the seats are way more comfortable and they're actually more spaced out like allegiant um i sat in i sat on i sat in the end zone well i sat in the club for the uh game and I also did move to the end zone and I sat in the end zone for the Raiders chiefs game. And it's a big, it's a big difference in the experience from the club and the, and, and first of all, the seats are narrower and the seats are plastic and you else in the stadium, the club, you have a cushion and it's a, it's a big difference. I mean, and my seats at SoFi stadium, another plug for the Rams uh, games. If you ever want to go to a Rams game. And even if you're, t- especially if you're a fan of the other team, because my seats are right on uh, the visiting team's tunnel at SoFi stadium. So you're able to have that experience. But my friend who I took to the very first game, regular season game, my friend, Joe, who is six, five and three, and well now four, well, 400 pounds. He told me he's now three eighty, So he lost some weight, I guess. Um, he uh, fit extremely comfortably into my seats at SoFi without any problem and he could spread out even so there that's a big difference in experience so when we're going to talk about a price level like that and people that went to legion and watch uh play in that stadium they're like okay then at tc ching you want me to pay the same amount and i don't have a club Mm -hmm. access to a club and i'm sitting on aluminum bleachers in an outdoor Mm -hmm. stadium like you that's a big difference in the experience obviously we're now we said we're not we don't expect allegiant and we don't expect that level but if you're going to start giving that tier system, you better have the experience to match it. And um, that's going to be hard. And that's already going to price people up. Because I, I do see a lot of people talking about the prices. And I hate to say it, like, I don't see the prices getting that much cheaper. I, I, I just don't for the school. And, and of course, it's the school's fault for not training. But this, the school really doesn't care when they, when, they, when they prioritize the corporate donors above fans. Um, and that shouldn't be controversial. If that's the most controversial thing that you're hearing on the show, then buckle up because we're going to have some more. But <laughs> the school prioritizes corporate sponsors and rich donors over the everyday fans. That is a fact. Get out of town. And yeah. <laughs> and to, to um, they, it happens at other schools as well. Uh, but it, fans experience is minimum is totally and and this year especially without having the the without being able to get beer or food that also affected the fan experience so mm-hmm. those things should mm-hmm. we expect to come back next year uh but those bleachers are terrible i mean you, nobody and the, the guy I, I don't know if you have a buns of steel even i'm you probably be a magnet yeah, glued to that, us that, first of all if you had steel buns but it, see, it Christian hurts. is a must like yeah invest in that 
seat thing if you can or bring your own oh yeah, yeah talk about that you can bring a seat back though which yeah. you basically need if you've not if you are slouch or don't have good posture or you know because you don't have a seat back so at the stadium and um the, the, the stadium was offering at tc ching they were offering a season package i believe at 15 dollars per game um if you wanted to have the seat already there when you got to the stadium already attached and you just leave it there uh, but that's a that's a tax basically. That's an additional onto your onto your um, your ticket per game. So if you're willing to pay that, go for it. And I think it might probably be worth it. Um, but the school the school is starting to already bleed into people, and they already started the bleeding off by asking for higher donations for this new stadium, um, where we see stadiums like San Diego State, which is taking time to build, but they're using public partnerships as well. But they're also doing um, seat licenses, which they're calling like gifts, like one-time gifts, but they're seat licenses basically. Mm-hmm. And um, the school could also do seat licenses, but PSLs. They don't. Uh, yeah, so we understand PSLs are are for NFL teams are really expensive. So if your team is about to open a, build a new stadium, your season tickets are not only about to get jacked up, you're about to pay a seat license like, as well. It's like buying a car. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did that for the Rams. I bought Steve, you know, I bought Stan Kroenke, a, a new Mercedes basically. Yeah. So I could, um, you know, get my seat license for my four seats, which are amazing, which I have forever, basically at SoFi stadium. Um, but those, those come at an investment and, and that is to help cover the, the early cash flow issues, right. Which paying construction workers and mm-hmm. everything, right. Cause you know, when you're financing a big deal like that and, you know, rich people only keep probably t- very minimal, maybe 4% liquid of their assets. So even though they're rich AF mother efforts, <laughs> they don't want to put out the money up front. They want you to put the money. That's how they up. got how does, rich. They got yeah. how does that work? to pay for how their do, stuff. How do, what's a seat license? So basically a just... seat license gives you an opportunity to purchase season tickets at that seat forever or, or for 50 years. So the way the Rams seat license work is... You get the seat for 50 years and then they give you your money back. So I'm sure that 15000 per seat is going to be worth a lot of money. Um, that $15,000 when I get it back and I'm in my 80s. But um, I'm sure that'll help pay for maybe a month's worth of uh, rent and wherever I'm living at that time. Um, but it, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a part of, like I said, for the team fundraising to be able to get cash flow and get capital mm-hmm. early. And then SoFi mm-hmm. had, SoFi was already a year behind because of the rain. They had heavy rain in SoCal that one year. So it put, and then the construction behind. And then, so the issue, so they, they had the cash to, to cover all their expenses upfront, just based on the seat licenses alone. Chargers also pay for some seat licenses. I don't know how they're doing it there because theirs are way cheaper and that's not their stadium. So I don't understand the Chargers seat license thing, um, but they also have seat license. Um, I'm also a Kansas City Chiefs season ticket holder, right? But they don't have seat licenses because their stadium is old AF as well. And that needs to change. Um, even though Arrowhead is, is great and, you know, I don't think they need to tear it down. But, you know, they don't, it's not modernized in a way that uh, would require them to, to gather capital. So maybe when they build a new stadium, they'll do that. Um, but another team that's about to put, some work on their stadium is the Packers and they are putting a new like concourse or widening the concourse at Lambeau. And the way that they do their financing to get money up front is by selling common stock in their teams. And they've done it now Mm. six times in the history of the Packers. 
And now I, who am of Kansas City Chiefs first fan and also Rams, and now a Packers owner uh, because I bought into their common stock because I thought it's brilliant to sell something like that, which I love because um, I'm an NFL super fan and that's what I'm going to do. But as my dad and my sister as fans, it's a no brainer for them, I think, even though it's $335 with the, sh- the handling fee per stock. But it's a cool way to be a part of a, a exclusive club and to be able to um, you know, provide that funding up front, but at least there's transparency there. At least the Packers are like, we're using your money to, and we're going to make this much money and you're not going to be able to get a dividend, you know, but the Rams for instance are like, well, we're going to sell you these seats and you're going to be able to make money back and sell them, which is not always true. And you're going to be able to like, so that's like, they're like, we don't want you to sell them. We, we only want fans to come here. But we're literally incentivizing you to sell those seats back. So, yeah, that's why when people are like, oh, fans give up their seats. Like when you are willing to to spend that kind of money, when you're on my Mm -hmm. level, when you're spending thousands upon thousands Mm -hmm. upon thousands of dollars on NFL tickets every year, then you can tell me or anyone else whether we can sell our tickets or not. (laughs) But if you are sitting in the nosebleeds, like you don't get to talk to me. You don't get to You're playing the long game. Yes, um, but the NFL costs money. It costs a lot of money. So um, I, I understand the, that, though. So bring that conversation back down to Division One football. We've turned it into a big money thing, or they have, but they haven't brought the fans along with it. They haven't said. They, they were just like, you can now start paying these things, but we're not going to change. Like the NFL started introducing wider seats and club spaces and stuff like that, and UH still hasn't. I mean, we still have not have done that. We have some suites areas we had sweet areas in Aloha stadium now we have more but for everyday fans we just don't have everyday fan next level areas which they have at texas for texas women's basketball games we talked to our our boy el chivo travis mm-hmm. um who's a hawaii super fan as well and also a university of texas and boise state fan and lives in austin and he um is members of fan clubs at boise in texas and wants me <laughs> wants me to start a uh fan club which i which i i do have something similar in the works but I, I personally, I don't want to, uh, that's what Nicole is, first of all. So the school mm-hmm. is not going to be like, oh, but why, why don't we everyday fans, Sean, why don't mm-hmm. we, why don't we identify with Nicole? Why don't you explain to everybody why we don't, why it's hard. And, and, and this is me. Well, I love Nicole. I just shouted out Mike Lum, who was the president of Nicole on Twitter. He took a great photo of me. So there's nothing to do with Nicole leadership. Yeah, we like we know people that work for Nicole. Like oh, my, Jen. My, yeah, my, yeah, obviously. Jen, my people well, we're really close to. My wife's cousin. She works for <laughs> Nicole. Like I think Nicole is great. But as I sit here in my UH Aloha shirt, I don't identify with that, um, you know, white collar, corporate, mega donor identity. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable going to the pigskin, pigskin, pigskin pig out. Mm-hmm. You know, with the guys dropping thousands of dollars, like it's nothing, you know, like that's this. And a lot of people have told me the same thing. It's just, that's not their scene. So yeah, I don't know. I, and there's been people encouraging you on Twitter also to, to make like a, yeah, like a lower level, <clears throat> uh, cheaper super group yeah. or something. But yeah, like I think you can support like you and the university in other ways. So yeah, I, no, no, yeah, we'll see. Like, yeah, who knows? No. And I think we, I think we do, we're building something. We are, we are, we already started building something, whether, you know, and I, I 
I'll probably work on something where we could add a price structure. But the biggest thing is working with the school, right? The school needs to be want to. Um, your school has not reached out. I mean, everyone in the school knows who I am. They know who we are, all three of us. Um, all the administration does. They have for a while. Um, because there aren't that many super friends, A. And B, um, you know, just the visibility that we've had from the media. We've all been on the news several times. We all get called um Kaylee randomly was on the news the other yeah day. Kaylee and you know like fuchsia we they we you know we we're all that's that's normal for us to be called for that it's not I'm sure it's Shane not special on, I Shane to be honest like on. I don't think it, I don't I mean it does feel cool to be asked but it's not like special it's not like it, I don't get anything from being on the news like I literally don't and I I and I hope maybe it, it benefits the school that's what we're trying to do because we go on the news and we always give the right bylines to encourage people to go to the games we're doing the school's bidding when we go on the news and, and I do that, you know, voluntarily, they're not forcing me to do that. I'm doing that as a responsibility as a fan. And we're doing that right now, encouraging people to come to the games. Yeah, but we, um, this whole podcast for the first <clears throat> half hour has been banging the drum to come. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. last week it was crap on bow, but this week is very positive and banging the drum to come. No, And it is, <laughs> no, but every, every, every week gets banging the drum. I go to every, every single game. I, well, I, I the, go to I every under- road and away game. I've I never, don't understand. And- I think they should have a ticket ready for you. I don't even think you should have <laughs> to pay for like road games. They should just, well, yeah. bro, you're here. Yeah, come. Yeah. come. That, that, you know? exactly. that would happen at any other school, but not at UH. And, and that's uh, the thing. It's like, there's a lot of things that won't happen. That ha- aren't happening at UH that, um, you know, because Nakoa types and Nakoa people in Nakoa do get in, they, they, they get thrown into the mix. They're not super. Most of those guys are not super fans. Most of the guys are not even fans. I'm going to be honest. They donate to the program. And I think that's great. I mean, I, I appreciate the support of the program. I'm not taking that, but this is not about the monetary support. It's about the spiritual support, which is not important to a lot of people at the school. Um, cause spirit doesn't buy anything. I've already told this. That's um, a quote. That's a quote. Spirit doesn't buy <laughs> shh is the quote. Um, but you know that that that's normal to me. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, there's also a lot of ego within the program and within leadership and within and even with other friends that we have because they want to yeah, be special and be on TV. Like yeah. I, 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 that's not special. Like I, nobody is special. I'm not special. I, I pay for my way to go to everything. I'm not special. I don't do anything. Like or people like think of people like if I know somebody. I'm glad that I do like I'm building those relationships and I'm appreciative of those for those friendships, but I'm just I an everyday fan. I think and you're special. Thank you. Thank you for telling me <laughs> my affirming, but I'm just like everyday fans. Like we're at the game. We're in the cheapest section, jumping up and down. I'm lifting my arms on third down, like just doing what other fans do. And that even, you know, like we're, we're just normal fans, but we need a club. And I agree with, you know, so I'm saying with the people on Twitter, you are not a normal fan. <laughs> no, but you know, we, 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 I, well, I mean, I'm just saying like, I don't get treated any different from, from the school at all. Absolutely not. Of course, all those people know who I am. Of course they do. Um, most of those, you know, and, and that's not only just from me being a fan because I've, I've worked in sports. I've worked at NCAA. I've even spoken at symposiums as NCAA experts and not that I would give that myself that title, but I know how the sports admin games go. I know how these people function. But at the end of the day, like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of UH football. I can walk away when I feel like it. Um, but I, I'm just an everyday fan. So I, I see the need for that because having been to even like the, the team banquet the two years ago, right? Um, I don't know if you guys went to that uh, when Rolo had, um, you know, he it was at the kind Dole. 
Um, shout out to Aaron Montoya. He gave me a ticket, but um, there are even people on my table that I've never seen before. I've never seen UH. I like, I've never, there are people there that I was like, who are you? Like, wh- what? Like you like, you like, <laughs> I didn't get it. Like I, I, I get it because it's Nicole and I understand the mission and my friend Beth, I'll shout out my friend Beth Nakamura, who I, who was my classmate from Kamehameha since seventh grade as well. And she was at the Legion stadium game. Her grandfather was one of the co-founding members. And we we're talking about just the, the, how the program has really fallen in such a long time since, and especially the fan base and how her grandfather would, what, what he would think if he had seen it now, but you know, Beth, um, I mean, I don't think, I wouldn't say Beth is rich, but her dad, her dad is a doctor. So that, that <laughs> level obviously is different. I don't know if I would really, and, and Beth is relatable to, to me and her family, I think is a very local family, but I think that has changed into a, a lot of Nicole has changed into a almost an elitist um, organization because um, you know, that's, that's how, that's how they want to be perceived too. And that's how the school wants people. It's like, you want to like, you want to like uh, socialize with the elites, like, and then you can hang out and talk about UH football and wear, you know, polo shirts to say Nicole on it. That does, that makes people go, that gets people off. Like people that are downtown types that work nine to five jobs, like, I get it. So that's a cultural thing. Um, but those, those are not the same kind of fans that we are, right? They're not. They're yeah, not the there's a, there's a prestige factor. That's like, you know, eating lunch at the Willows on a Tuesday at 10 o'clock, you know, to watch game. <laughs> well, film. that's the best part. Their, their lunch, those luncheons is the most like proletarian part and Willows is delicious and also <laughs> cheap, most definitely a much more, you know, a lunchtime thing. So I, I, I think that is great. And I think that well, they encourage down people them breaking down tape is awesome with a coach. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. And, but yeah. you're right. I don't feel comfortable there. People aren't talking. They're talking about me, but they're not talking to me. <laughs> most of the people, <laughs> um, because that's just a different, that's just a different, um, you know, culturally a, a different type of fan, really. I mean, yeah. like I'm, I try and bring people together. I mean, for me, my mission as a fan has been to bring other fans together. Like I've gone to a lot of things and just been the fly on the wall. Um, I've been in the core rooms or been in back rooms now where I'm looked at as like the poor fly on the wall, like legitimately. And I am. So I'm not, and that's not a, that's not a bad perception, but that's literally how it is. It's elitist. It's classist. And that's how it's been my whole life. And honestly, the browner you are, the harder it is to fit in. And then in Hawaii, which is sad to me, especially at a native Hawaiian institution, but, um, how I've been shunned as Kanaka Mali myself uh, I realized that that's not important to them. It's not important to the school or even the administration to uplift locals. I mean, like we're, we're so used to it. Just another example, just watching the Maui Invitational on TV in Vegas is so like enraging to me. And I'm not even from Maui, but Maui Invitational is a huge part of my life in terms of like my my growth as a basketball fan, sitting with Penny Hardaway, sitting with Bobby Hurley in the 90s, sitting with Grant Hill and seeing Coach K. And I growing up and eventually became coming in media and being a little kid and asking ESPN. I remember a little brown boy, like, can you give a shout out? And they'd be like, go sit in the stands. Don't talk to me. And then being like in the back, like, you want to do that now that we're on the same level, bro? So that's the kind of things that as a little local boy, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do how we not have events like Maui and the Pro Bowl and stuff. But we slowly get these things taken away from us because you know, where it's being told like, well, this is just a gift to local people. And this is, but they want to exploit it as if they're, they're helping us, but they never make the tickets cheap enough really for locals. They don't really encourage locals Mm. to come. So UH really is, is 
supposed to be our chance to be in control of a program and be true stakeholders of um, a team, but everyday fans. And that's what I'm doing, you know, as an everyday fan, as my quite taking some of that power back to the fans. Um, obviously a lot of the influence because, and um, to the chagrin of many, but mm. the fact is I, we need to build that. We are leaking fans. This is why, um, you know, we, we've run, we've rung the alarm so much on the show. Um, and we talked about the, if you watch the um, Sam Spangler uh, piece that he did on cage when yesterday, School is going to be losing a lot of money. They get they rely on the legislature for four million dollars a year, mm-hmm. and the legislature gets five million in total. The other million goes to UH Hilo, mm-hmm. um, so they have to get money as well <clears throat> to support their athletics. Uh, they're already projecting at least a nine million dollar shortfall. Like I, I, we, we, and 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 they're going to try. And I know Portnoy, Jeff Portnoy, was on on that thing as well, talking about. Um, the money from simplify arena and all those, how those are pennies. And I told you guys this, I've said this on this show before how, you know, even selling the naming rights, like it's such a big win for the school. They want so many pats on the back, but it is a drop in the bucket because the numbers don't lie when you add them all up. And um, I'm not going to be gaslighted anymore. So that's why I have a podcast. I can say what I want because it's the truth. And I only drop <laughs> facts 100 um and feel free to challenge me and none of those guys will because i'm always right i i I don't even care if people want to challenge that go for it because i will always give you facts to back up everything that i say and um also i minored in math and taught a lot of math so i'm not you're not going to mess me up on numbers either i will give you a linear regression as well and make a freaking calculus problem out of it so we can go there but i also know that just being a fan is enough for me though just in just just being the biggest fan I can is enough for me, but isn't enough for this program. It, it clearly needs more. It needs it's losing fans and nobody cares. So that's the facts. Nobody really, really cares, especially at that administrative level, because if they cared about losing fans, we would have seen a greater push to increase the fan base. But instead, the offseason and the pandemic was spent shaving off fans because first you try to uh, corner them into spending more money. <laughs> you said a donate to this level, then we'll see what we can do. And literally mm-hmm. got to the end of the list. Now anybody can buy tickets because we don't mm-hmm. have seat licenses because probably wouldn't have enough people to buy them. Um, mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about originally. So we'll go back to seat licensing. We don't have enough people to do seat license, but the school was like, okay, well let's just make this tier thing, which other schools have this, this tier thing um, H zone or whatever H club. Um, which is another club. So see, that's what I'm saying. The school is already trying to do this stuff too. They have Nicole and then that's H club, right? But H club is like, well, you have all of these benefits and they aren't a lot of benefits really. Um, but they do have and a tier structure. The fans called UH's bluff and yeah, we're happy they did. Them. And they totally and did. And we're, and we're left with a half empty stadium. Yeah. That's 9,000 seats. So, and they wanted a pat on the back for that too. So you, so <laughs> you student, decided you, you offended, <laughs> you offended most of our fan base. You offended basically all of our fan base, the ones who are less offended. I mean, you offend me. They offend me personally all the time. They don't even care, but I right. am such a huge fan that they, I really, you're not going to turn me back, but I will, I will, I will turn the, the, the micro. I believe me. I, Everyone will know the truth about everything with our program eventually. Or, or we're, you should we're write a book out. or something. Oh, I will. And the fact is, this is all a part of it because we're giving an oral history of really our our program in the last, you know, three or four years. Really, it's it's just been, especially since Rolo announced that he was leaving. It's we we've it's been an, it's been down since then. 
you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure what it would be like if Rolo was still our coach, obviously with Rolo's stance, even this year. And I love Rolo. I mean, personally, even like, I think he's a good guy and a good coach and he was had our program on the right, on the right track. Um, but even when he was winning games, we were losing fans. So um, I, that whole thing about winning people will come. How many no. of you were there at the last game of the stadium? You, first of all, you missed out on seeing us win a bowl game, beat BYU. There was secure a 10 win game season yeah, yeah. and the last game ever in Aloha stadium. So don't tell me if you were not there, I'm sorry. It's going to be hard for me to be like, you're Sue, such a true fan of this team. Cause that was your last chance. It's gone. Boom. It's gone. It was, it was 25,000 people there. I think that night. And I think at least 10,000 BYU, if not 12. And that was on the 23rd. I don't even think it was a 24. I mean, it was like on it, a weekend. I mean, no, it wasn't, wasn't a weekend. It was, Christ, it was, was Christmas Eve. It was Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah. I was Christmas working, Eve. And most of the people there to, were, and BYU had 10,000 people. But yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you're not working, if you're not working, you were, and jamble. you had a chance to be there. If you're not working and you're a fan and you had a chance to be there and you had nothing to do, like you had your last chance. That was your last chance. It's over. Yeah. I, so, I rolled, I rolled into the parking lot. We went and ate lunch before. And then, like, I crossed the, you know, the overhead bridge from IAEA, and it was, like, tumbleweeds. And I knew we were in trouble there. Like, there was, like, nobody in the parking lot an hour before kickoff. And I'm like, this is our blood rival. Like, what is it going to take to get people out to this to, to a game? And it's just like, what? I don't see, you know, it's a bowl game against BYU, and people still didn't show up. So it's like, what? I don't know. I think the I think the week prior or the two weeks prior before that, or maybe a few weeks, but that San Diego State game. Was, I mean, to, was, yeah, yeah to, to play, yeah, to a chance to play in the Mountain yeah. West Championship game. That game was huge, and the yeah. the stadium was in I'm, quarter full. Yeah. Like, that was the most ridiculous since since uh, maybe the Nevada game. That game was really the big, I mean, even, even the Nevada game really wasn't, we had to win it when we beat Kaepernick to try it. And we, we, we finished that season as what try champions, but this, that game against San Diego state was the de facto literally was the title game for the, yeah. the division. So uh, it was a championship game yeah. and still people didn't show up. And that was, that's what I mean. Nice. Like that, that's when, that's when the red flag should have gone up, but ugh, so conveniently, I I Things can't happen. say nothing. I was at Janet Jackson that night, and I knew when I bought the Janet Jackson <laughs> oh, that's ticket, right. I'm Janet like, if they're Jackson. playing for the championship, I'm not going to be there. So I'm at the Janet yeah. Jackson concert with my phone up, and my wife is like, are you going to do that the whole the whole game? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> but I, I knew that. I knew that was possible, but she's like my favorite. So oh, I mean, people have to make choices, but yeah. you have to realize that like, we don't have enough like it's pretty obvious if Sean Iman isn't there. That should be a thing. That shouldn't be a thing, but there should be so many people there that they're like, we can't be missed. But I still, but I still pretty feel obvious. guilty. And you, yeah, it comes <laughs> up a lot on this podcast and I always feel bad because <laughs> I, I wasn't there. And, and it hurts because like I, I wasn't at our one mountain, you know, Mountain West Championship. And then I won tickets the next week and I I, I didn't go up for the to Boise. So, because I couldn't. Yeah, it's. I gave it to Chiefs. Shout out to Chiefs. Life moves quick, <laughs> though. You know, it's like you gotta, you gotta take advantage. But when we have, when you have a, a greater number of fans or a, a larger core, 
you can worry about, you know, you, you don't have to worry about people showing up, but we are already there. And um, we'll also talk about the fact that, you know, Hawaii has a chance of playing in a bowl game. They finished at six and seven. Wyoming is a tough team. I mean, we're, I mean, we don't have to really even get deep into that game. That's going to be a hard game yeah. for the, the Bulls. So, but if they do win the game, there is a chance. Um, get chance. Get chance. So, <laughs> hopefully, um, Hawaii Bowl will probably try. If, if the Hawaii, if UH wins the game, the Hawaii Bowl will immediately try to, I think, schedule UH. But um, that'll have to depend on all the the bowl tie-ins, uh, given that they are. Uh, the Mountain West has already filled their requirement. So, yeah, so like assuming, like, and that's a big if, if Hawaii can go up to Wyoming and beat the Cowboys in the freezing cold, like how big of the needle is UH going to move that Hawaii Bowl attendance? Is it, yeah, you know, instead of 1,000, is it going to be 3,000? It's, mm. it's still Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I, I still, and there's not going to be a student section that UH can jam yeah. all those you know yeah there's not gonna be any students there they're gonna be home they're gonna be home (laughs) yeah i mean it'll still be better like probably and i think the hawaii will like but yeah you're right it's not gonna be as 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 um you know yeah it's not gonna be as it's not gonna be as consequential if uh isn't in it because also espn makes a lot of money off of tv you know they, they they sell a lot of those ad space that they're making money so like game attendance isn't as you know, they already determined the prize, right? Before the year, you well, they don't already determine. I think they do wait for some of the gate receipts to come in to see how much the payout is. But it, it's it's not as it's not going to be as consequential in a 9,000 seat capacity stadium, which we're not even going to fill if UH is in it. Still not going to be sold out. They're, they're just not even going to show the stands. It's going to be that sad. Well, and here, but, let me get my soapbox out. And it's like, you you people need to get out and support this bowl. Because if this bowl goes away, Hawaii is going to be absolutely screwed. So if Hawaii doesn't play in this game, you need to support this bowl for years that Hawaii does qualify to be bowl eligible. Because it's going to be few and far between when Hawaii is bowl eligible that they ship us off to the mainland. So get your Hawaii bowl tickets. Yeah, it's going to be a game that is going to be hard to support this year, especially if Hawaii's not. Even if Hawaii's in it, um, it's not it's, I, even if Hawaii's in it, I doubt we'll get more than five or six thousand people. If Hawaii's not in it, no, I'm thinking no one's three. Going. Yeah, yeah, no one. I think going. yeah, one thousand without Hawaii. Oh yeah, without 000. Hawaii, yeah, whoever the <laughs> teams are playing will bring whoever. I mean, and it's Christmas in Hawaii, so I'm sure they'll get people to come. But yeah, I'm sure there'll only be maybe a thousand at the most if Hawaii's. Uh, I mean, they could have it at Kalani at that point. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It depends uh, the opponent too because. Ah, somebody said there's a possibility we could play Texas. So if Texas came to the Hawaii Bowl, oh, okay. oh that would be. I mean, that's well, no, I mean, to none, but. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if the American Athletic can they not fill all of theirs? Yeah, or could they? Well, there, yeah, there would have to be some horse trading, right? UCS right might be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think we would get Texas just because somebody would take that name, another bowl. But I mean, yeah. That's a big name. I don't. I don't yeah, think you'd have to also have name. a tie in that the, the a, So American Athletic is already tied in. So yeah. Hey, we we got Notre Dame that one year. Yeah. No. Yeah. That that's because huge. yeah, Conference USA couldn't fill, and I knew that Notre Dame was six and six that year, and they still blew us out. Obviously, with they the future Seahawk on that on the <laughs> roster. 
a future Seahawk yeah. who hates the Seahawks now, actually. Mm. <laughs> and Golden Tate, but he destroyed us that mm. game. Um, yeah. And um, that was fun, though. That that still didn't fill the stadium. I think we still had maybe 25. I don't even know. I mean, like, that, that was a thing, too. Like, the post-JJ June Jones era was already we saw degradation of the fan base because – yeah. Um, and people are leaving. And like I said, the article I posted, Mac was the coach. Mac was the coach when we were only averaging 30,000 for the first couple of games. Only. I mean, yeah, only. Never, I mean, we might never sniff 30,000 ever again, yeah. ever again at the University of Hawaii. Oh. And especially if we don't get a new stadium. Um, so that's how far the stadium has gone. So that's why and also Stephen Sy's article, which you did post. Um, he's right about it. Uh, that we shouldn't, but I don't, Stephen might not understand. And, you know, like we might not understand truly how much people don't care about UH football anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think we, def- I think even us, even us sounding the alarm still overstate how much people care. I brought this up last year, right? About the Facebook post that I shared with Shane from a UH professor who commented back. Mm. Uh, who commented on another UH professor's post that they should cut UH football. And that UH yeah. professor is a former student athlete. So of course they were like, no, 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 ha ha ha. We're never going to do it. And she was like, uh, yeah, we should. And she isn't wrong. I mean, she's not wrong that she wouldn't get a lot of support because she would get a lot of support. I mean, she would. So that's why when Steven size like today, like, why would you go up division on football? Boy, people don't even know about people don't care, Stephen Sai. Like they don't care anymore. Like a lot of people don't care. And like I'm with you, Stephen. I don't understand why people would give it up. I'm the same as you. Um, his analogy to first class is a little bit off. I don't think I would ever give up first <laughs> class. That's a very different thing. Um, but division one football is possible to get off, and FCS would be cheaper. I think he I, Stephen doesn't want FCS because he would go from an FBS writer to FCS writer, which is. And that's not a, mm-hmm. that's not, I'm, I'm not saying like Stephen Sai is, is, he already has a great career and he's a name. And I think he could go to the mainland even if he wanted to in 40 working. years. He was, you know, he's been doing it, but I think yeah. like he also, the fan came out a little bit in him was like, come on guys, we can't get rid of division one football. We're all talking about FCS now. And I even, you know, I brought up the FCS thing on Twitter. Like what, what are we trying to do that? What can we be positive for? We're we not even trying to be a solid mid major. If you are a crap mid major, then what are you like? Cause the, well, the that's, that, that's the optics in is the world beat Notre Dame on <laughs> their field. And they're still barely sniffing the top 10. So Cincinnati. don't tell me that we have even a shot. Even if we beat UCLA, even if we beat Oregon state, do you think that we would even be sniffing Cincinnati's level? Hell, hell no. no. Come on now. So what are we then? Because that's a different ex- that's a different issue. Well, but that's the thing. The shoe fits for FCS. We sure as heck look like a FCS school based on you know like our stadium and well, I want to win the conference. I think fan whatever ad- conference we're in, we should win. That should be the goal. But fan support. We're having we're not close. Well, how far are we from winning the conference? We can name there's what 12 teams. We're in, in last place in the West. Uh we're pretty far. I mean, we're we I guess we could say we're better than Colorado State. I mean, I are we better than them? I don't, or do we just happen to beat them? So I'm saying like we're definitely in the low tier of the Mountain West. Yeah. Two of our wins came against New Mexico State, who is barely an FBS school. I mean, they're FBS independent. They're basically FCS school who is in limbo because the WAC is finally going to move up to FBS. 
Um, I'm bringing Dixie State are, with us, but you want are, Dixie are State? Gonna... Yeah, do, do you want to see Dixie State Stadium? Because I'll show you that not. stadium. I used to work at that stadium, um, <laughs> covering Dixie State for the Pac West Conference of Division Two, and that's the newest member of Division One. So if we want to go to that level, then sure, we can say, well, we'll just say we'll just at least be at the Dixie State of St. George, Utah level and barely get 3,000 people into our stadium. Um, then that's where we're headed, but. But that's I, where our program's trending. Yeah, it's that's been where we're trending, trending in that way yeah. in fifth, for the last, yeah. what, 13 years. So. I mean, I don't want, so I, I'm with you at like being FCS is a big difference. And to fans, we know it's a big difference to, from FBS to FCS. But the everyday fan who Steven Sai is writing to, they don't, they don't know. I don't think they know Division I. I don't think they understand. It. And first of all, too, the grip that money has on Division One football especially with coaches' salaries. Did you see what Hugh Freeze is about to get paid? Something like $4 million a year to coach the- Liberty? Oh, Liberty. Liberty. Oh. <laughs> a team that just went to FBS literally two years ago, three years ago. Mm. So where, as I'm saying, so what are we? If we Can we afford the Hugh Freeze money? Heck no. Are we going to be like Dixie State? Do you want to be that level of D1? Do you want to be Bakersfield? Do you want to be Br- whatever? Bring back Timmy Chang in the run and shoot. So that's where we are as UH fans. And hello to all of our new listeners. Thank you for those who have, um, you know, naturally listened. I think everyone should be asking themselves as fans this question because um, just being a normal fan is not is not going to help the program much anymore. It's really going to take exactly. everybody to step up. But um, what do you have thoughts? We got one more game, Shane. Or what are your what are your big thoughts just as we enter just the end of the season going into the offseason? Yeah, uh, just gotta go out with a bang, man. I know in we we don't play well in at, at Wyoming or any high altitude places. You guys know that. But um if we're talking about just getting the fans back, we, we gotta win. It all starts with just winning. And that, that's just the, where it all starts. And until we start winning on a consistent basis, the fans will never come back. We got to win first. Then we can talk about upgrading the seats at the beaches, start selling food again, tailgating areas. It all begins with get, winning. Get some food trucks in there. Well, yeah. so, <laughs> so to your point, though, um, Glenn Mackay said on the piece with Sam Spangler, build it and they'll come. Um, UH is uh, going by that as well. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, we, we, UH didn't hire out somebody who was winning right away, and we don't know if we're going to be winning next year either. And the guy that they did hire, though, and Coach Graham, he did win us a bowl game last year. Like, I, I will, that's what I'm saying. Like, even, even though as fans, our perception of things is we haven't been winning, to the people pulling the strings and to the lawyers and everything, they're saying, well, we noticed you guys yeah, but, a bowl game. Yeah. Yeah, but we noticed that um no no for us and we noticed that you know what's Bose what are they what is UH's offense now this week they were ha- they were midway through so I'm saying like we need to figure out what is gonna encourage them to to build new I mean what what is it gonna take you know what is it gonna take to to do those things because I don't know like you said if we just build a new Aloha Stadium Glenn Wakai thinks Senator Wakai thinks people are just gonna come so that's why we should build this new stadium that's not it- good enough. Oh, and I forgot to ask: Did did Turner did Turner Junior not <laughs> want the kickoff return? No, they didn't put it back in. Yeah, he. So just yeah, that's insane. Oh, so yeah, he needs. To, so let's talk about that, Calvin. We're the only ones here at Hawaii Sports Fans, the first to report that Calvin Turner could be the first 
um, player in the history of college football to finish his college career with a thousand yards in four different categories. That would be passing, rushing, receiving, and returning. So returning, he's at 997 yards. He was entering the game with 984 yards, entering the Colorado mm-hmm. State game. Received the opening kickoff and went 11, uh, 13 yards. So, right, mm-hmm. he, he needs three more mm-hmm. yards. He never went back in the game ever to return punts. Yeah, there was, there, was about, there was about eight kick return opportunities. Yeah, there was a ton of opportunities. Counted. Tons. And, and he, did, he wasn't back there for any of them. And I just... I watched the the television playback yesterday and Kanoa was banging the pot on why, you know, he needs three yards. He was throughout the game. Why oh, good, is he back good, there? good. I mean, finally, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like it barely made the media thing for one thing. I mean, the UH itself, let's, let's just, start with the beginning thing. I, and I want to bang my own drum, Wayne Quito, because I'm the one who posted the first time. I'm, I don't expect the credit for it. I thought it would be picked up to be quite honest. Um, but then I wasn't shocked the fact that it really wasn't picked up. The fact that a national, uh, a national outlet picked it up over time, which has you know hundreds of thousands of fans, got um, almost got over three quarters of a million views, eight hundred thousand views on a video of Calvin talking about how he could be the first player in cultural ball history to reach the thousand mark in these four categories. Not even the school tagging the school and the football team. Did we get a retweet? Did we get a like from the football team? No. So it starts with a school. It's not a big deal. I did a school. I told the coach's wife. I commented on her thing. And she said she told the coaches. I mean, how is this possible that I have to be, that a fan has to be the one that uh, clamoring for this anyways? How? Because this is a major statistical thing that barely snuck its way into the media notes that I found on the website before. It was a very last bullet point. So this is what they care. This is why we're recording this right now and making this digital archive of podcast so we can look back and reflect on this. And this is one of the, like a, it's like an all time record. It'd be like so cool to say that that you have the only player you think about the thousands and thousands. Who of the heck that- else passes and runs and like yeah. and throws and no one. Otani yeah, no of of we got football that does not exist yet. We we it, got it's that guy. Calvin Turner. He's the closest, yeah. but. The school doesn't want a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that it was that some of well, I think they uh, yeah, they were saying it's Jacksonville State. So what who cares? So like, but that's a yeah. cool when stat, he leaves, man. he'll be the University of Hawaii. That's who he'll leave as University of Hawaii football. When he goes to the NFL, he'll be former okay. UH football player. They don't go, oh, Cole Brandon, former Colorado University quarterback. Nobody says that. No. So no, it's where you graduated yeah. from. But Calvin Turner is NFL pedigree. He's going to play in the league. Yeah, like, he is. He is. But um, without a shot of we, a doubt. We, we, we were definitely the most to hype Calvin, really, since he came here in Calvin's corner. I mean, well, we, we sit in Calvin's corner. He's literally that he was on the top 10, ESPN top 10 twice, Sports Center top 10 twice. I mean, or maybe three times. Who knows? He goes on the time. Like, that, that's a player that, and we're not focusing on one player. It's the fact that Calvin is a dynamic player that if he was given uh, more promotional opportunities himself it could it would also help to increase the fan base and bring more people out he's a very um, soft-spoken guy and he's not going to bang his own drum yeah. so that's what he's, we're here for that's so that's <laughs> why i thought that's what i thought maybe he declined maybe he did that's because no they just make sense on the field. We, we're all once again <laughs> it's so it's, it's th crazy. let's not th let's not try too hard 
Because that's oh, what gosh. the TTH has oh, been coming God. into. It didn't make any sense. Because uh-huh. he went in the first one, got the 13 yards, like, oh, he's going to break it. He's going to break it easily. It's like, then he never came back in again. Like, what? Yeah. Is he uh, I was shoving Wayne and saying, what the hell is going yeah. on? Like, I don't understand. Hey, but but nothing to take away from Purdue. I mean, he he looked good returning kicks, but still, yeah. No, you got to put him in. I mean, Calvin used to be in there to get the record. Even if he just got in, never. I'm saying it didn't matter. It's like the one that it's like the guy that sprains his ankle like one point before the record and the other team just lets him score. Come in the game with his cast on and they're like, here, let him shoot the lamp and then let him get out of the freaking thing and we'll get a point back. Like you do stuff like that to get records but calvin doesn't even need to do that he needs three yards he literally just needs enough one more one more shot and if he gets in the end zone runs out to the five and kneels down that's at least five yards he can get for himself i mean can you imagine if you know this week he goes up to wyoming and doesn't return a kick like that's i can't imagine that the the most the, the, that would be like a really up there, and that's saying something for this. Yeah, it, it would be, and that honestly would be on Graham too. It wouldn't just be on our. Mm-hmm. I blame our department as well because that's something that should be hyped, not by Hawaii sports fans. That's not my job, even though that I was the first to do it. And it I, is your job. And I caught on <laughs> yeah. the uh, the radar of a national outlet. I did exactly <laughs> what I needed to do on my part because people like to talk um, about what am I doing? Okay, because I run you a litany of things that I do on a daily for this program. Um, but it, it was caught on by a national outlet who who freaking had that thing running wild seven over. You know, the last time we were checked, it was already 760, 770,000 views. I liked it. On a video of, of, of <laughs> Calvin with no tweet, no retweet from the school and not even a like. So that's how much they really care about. Um, that's some petty garbage right there. <laughs> and it is. It is. It is. And I think that that's the reason that I, um, you know, I, I wouldn't. That be is why you fail. I wouldn't be surprised too. So if they didn't get in the game, but no, that's oh. another, that's another issue. But I also want to bring you back. <laughs> so this week I saw a lot on, we'll talk about coach. Ron. We're going to put the fire back on the coaching just a little bit. Cause you know, people like to talk about coaching, but, and I just thought that's hilarious. Cause I went back to the stats to see where we are uh, after 12 games. So we played 12 games. Our, our offense is um, sixth in the conference. Everyone else played 11 games. So we have one more game. Um, which it could have helped or hurt us. But in any case, we are still just under 397 yards, 397.9, um, which is a lot. Honestly, for a lot of these teams to be averaging over 400 game, I mean, Fresno State averages 460 yards per game. I'll say that's pretty high. Um, but still, we're six. We're still halfway through on defense. Where do you think we rank defensively? I would say we're out of 12 teams. Where would you say? I would say Seven. middle of the pack. Seven. Yeah. Five. Twelve. Oh, <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I, I just I take that back. Our, ah. our defense gives up a lot. They, they give up a lot ball. of yards. So if we're going to look they, at yards they and take, scoring, yeah. we get yeah, they take the, worst. the ball away a lot. A lot. So they break, but they also take. No, that's take that's, that's why I mean that. That's why I'm saying. Yeah. Like, how how easy <laughs> is it to to use manipulate statistics or certain statistics in a way? for things to be perceived. I mean, not, not to saying our team is the worst defense, but we really, we talk about how great our defense is every week. And statistically we are statistically the worst defense, quote unquote. Um, and the, in but the we also we're up at the top in the nation and taking the ball away. No, that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying insane. like, there's always going to be something 
especially when coaches, because like I, I, I don't spend time ragging on coaching ever on this project because I, there's bigger things that I have to worry about. Like Shane, like I'm saying, like when Shane, when, when you say things like we need to start with winning, that's fine. But what fans do we even have left that are going to care if we win, Shane? I, I, <laughs> honestly, I, that's what I'm saying. We even want to start there. I'm tired of that drum because it, it's it's doesn't it doesn't fit anymore. Like that that theorem that that con that um it, it, we we haven't had enough proof of that yet. And the fact is, like, I think thirteen and zero would have to be the what would attract people thirteen and zero. So maybe, oh, but like yeah, that's yeah. different than winning. You have to say go. We have to go undefeated because yeah, just yeah. winning. We beat Colorado State when we scored fifty points. I mean, and years prior, maybe that would get people to, um, you know, even being in the Mexico Bowl. We we had a great New Mexico Bowl win, and we scored a lot of points. Like I thought, and wrongly that that would create momentum going into this year, and it it didn't really. Even with our offense, our offense yeah, went backwards. Everything went backwards. <laughs> It created momentum, but it also created disappointment. No, but because I mean, I, I overestimated. Like I said, I overestimated. Yeah. And you you got it right, though, Sean. You got the six and seven. So, or hopefully six and seven. We're hoping. But so at the end of the day, even Sean, who was hard on coaching and everything, you landing, you're landing the closest out of everyone. You know what I mean? So your expectations were about where you expected. I expected our team to be better personally. So if anything, yeah. I should be harder on the coaches. I, as I definitely expected us to have more wins than five and I'm hoping for a sixth. And then, you know, that would be a good season. Really. That would be more what, what, what Shane or Sean, right. You said six and seven. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Once we, once the season is over and we can look back on it, <clears throat> we might notice a lot of things that were positives and about our team, but, to be honest, I really don't care. That's got that. <laughs> we can't affect that. We need to affect what's happening in the stands, what's happening for the long-term sustainability in the program. Cause finally the media is talking about, Oh, we might drop down the FCS. Finally, the media is talking about, we have a, a, a financial shortfall. Um, those things aren't going to help. Winning's not going to just put money back. Like the legislature is not going to be like Scott Psyche not going to be like, okay, guys, now I'm the biggest fan. Hawaii just beat San Jose state. And now I feeling that they need money. Like, it's culturally that that needs to change. Um, but in any case, right. we have um, a lot that we have tackled today in the show. And um, I'm just appreciative of everybody that has been supportive that has been listening. And, you know, go back and listen to uh, our podcasts are kind of standalone, you know, and that we are talking about the state of the program, really, each game. We're not going over just the games. We're talking about where we are as a program and where we are as fans, which to me are the bigger are the bigger things. And if it's just me that has to be the one that's going to talk about every game, then I guess it has to be me because people are finally going to talk about it as we get comfortable. <laughs> because, no, nobody wants to talk about things that are negative around the team. And because that's Hawaii, that's nature. I'm not, and, and that's not like people's fault in Hawaii. That's just by nature. But that's, that's not what's yeah, going to sustain that, a U.S. That's a Hawaii thing, one. though. It's a Hawaii it thing. It is. But being yeah. nice is not going to keep a Division One football team. I mean – Steven Sai is very pie in the sky with thinking that people in Hawaii are just going to be like, you know, you're right, Steven. Like we need, we can't lose this team. Even though like, of course I agree with what he's saying. I'm just saying like, I don't know if we have those people anymore. I don't think we have yeah. the people that care if UH wins are just going to come Shane. Like I, I just don't think they exist. I don't even think you can honestly say in your own friend base, if UH was super, super winning that they, people are going to be like, you know what, Shane, you're right. Like we're a freaking huge fans of UH. 
Cause I can't even say that about my own friends that were yeah. once big fans because I mean, they'll jump on a bandwagon if UH ever gets back to a bandwagon, but we're far from a bandwagon. Like even when Rolo was, Rolo was great in his last year. I mean, like that mm-hmm. was a terrible, that, that was the lowest attendance. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it. Even winning the mountain West, I don't think would excite people. I don't think they would get excited about that. Like, I think people would want to see us in a BCS bowl, which Cincinnati has proven this year is not going to happen for us. Infinite, infinitesimal chance of us getting to a New Year's Day bowl um, because uh, that's just the way it's rigged. So what is our goal, though, at this point? Keep the Division One status. Literally, that must that has to be our goal at this point. Like, And that's sad. Like, I want to win, but I also just don't want to lose the team. So um, if anything we might have to go back to that level, like ground level of trying to conjure up people that, and like, that's why people on Twitter are like afraid of losing the team for once for the first time, because yeah. it's possible. Um, but hopefully we all go into Thanksgiving. Look, two years ago, we were talking about a coach pushing a photographer down on the field and blooding his face up and how <laughs> bathrooms never them. work yeah. on the top of law stadium. So I'm saying like, we're always going to have issues. And we're always going to find a way to fight through this as a program. But when we're reaching a place where it's getting bloody, where it's getting critical, where we're on life support um, and the numbers don't lie. So if people want to keep lying to themselves, then they're lying to themselves. But don't lie to me. I'm not you're you're not going to be able to lie to me. I go to I literally go to every game and I concentrate. I look at everything. So if this team wants to be honest, this program, they will do what it takes to increase the fan base and um hopefully maintain the status since attendance is literally one of the tenets of keeping of maintaining a division one fbs uh, program and one that we we can't reach right now even if we were in 15,000 we want to be able to reach 15,000 even if we were sitting yeah. in 50,000 yeah. even if even if we were in the lowest stadium this year we wouldn't have had 50,000 mm-hmm. we wouldn't have yeah so that's just the sad the part of it um and that's where we are <clears throat> but in any case, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, please continue to uh, support us on Facebook, on you know Facebook, on social media. Just giving us a like at HI Sports Fans is a huge thing. Um, and hopefully, be a part of a, a exciting new club coming. Who knows? <laughs> Everything is in the back of my mind. But mahalo for joining us. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. And go Bows. Go Bows. Happy Thanksgiving. Thankful for the grams, even you, Bo. Go, Bo's.